The okay. arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> All right. So, blah. Three, two, stop laughing. Okay. You serious? New York. Ma, you really got to watch this movie, Ma. I'm sorry. All right. So, three, two, I'm going to mute myself. That's not fair. You're leaving me hanging. Okay. I'm going to start right now. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our wayward lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, joined today by the wonderful Amy Lynn. <laughs> and the marvelous Brittany Ann. Hola. <laughs> and today. Superfluous. Oh, superfluous. I don't okay. really think that's the correct use of that word, though. <laughs> superfluous. <laughs> well, all right. Is an inside joke? Uh, yeah, funny. Yeah. In- <laughs> so, guys, in today's episode, we will be discussing a Facebook post by someone named Christina Kuzmich. Um, and in the post, she discusses four tips to change your life. But before we begin, it's time for a little trivia. So, Britt, you got some uh, trivia questions for us today? I do, and I'm going to completely switch gears, and we're going to be doing some Southern slang trivia, everybody. Oh, Southern slang. So what, what better way to get Courtney acquainted to the <laughs> South than to give her some Southern sayings? I'm now, some of, these, <laughs> some of these are going to be phrases. Some of, some of them will be words, and I can use them in a sentence, but I am going to put on my Southern accent, and I do have to give a shout out to my good friends, Carolyn and Heather because that's where I got these from because they're two of the most southern girls I don't ever met and they say the most ridiculous things um, so here we go um, the first one is pole cat a stripper pole cat pole cat all right, say it like this. A polecat. That's incorrect. Okay. So here, here it is. Here's polecat. Here's polecat in the scenes. Um, Sky went after a polecat today and, and sprayed all over her. Now she's stanky. She can't come in. Oh, come on. A skunk. skunk. It is a skunk. But I have never heard polecat. I've never, ever heard polecat. And I've been here no. for how many years now? You ain't been here, though. You've been over there. We're five, we're five hours apart. So what? There's Here a different there. kind of southerner oh, yeah. where you Southern, are? Southern Appalachia? Oh, yes, mother. Okay. It is a different type of southern out here. All right. Uh-oh. Look at who did that. Who did oh, it? Was me. Oh, it's not my phone. My phone the is watch. off. To the think, watch. Okay. No, I think my husband's phone is in here. I got to find it. Yeah. Okay. Right, sorry. Here we go. Next one. Next one. Haven't struck a lick at a snake. Ooh, say that again. 
(laughs) (laughs) Haven't struck a lick at a snake. Well, honey, honey, you ain't struck a lick at a snake all day. You haven't had a drink of water. No. (laughs) You haven't. I don't know. How about this? Lick well, of course snake. the house ain't of course the house ain't clean. You ain't struck a lick at a snake. You haven't gotten out of bed. Uh it's you ain't done anything. You ain't done Jack Diddley squat. You haven't struck a lick at a snake. I don't I don't understand a lot of these, but I was told these are the definitions. Oh my okay. Gosh. Okay. Here's another one. All right, okay. all right. The word is whistle pig. Whistle pig. Whistle Honey, pig. look at that cute little whistle pig over there. Is it like a requirement to say honey before you start? <laughs> it's, because, it's because Heather and Caroline, well, it's mainly Heather calls her honey. Honey, oh, honey, okay. look at that whistle pig over there. I'm just trying to harness my inner Heather. I hope you're listening. Whistle pig. I don't know. Ridiculous it is an person. animal. Oh, uh, I was going with like, <laughs> I was going somewhere pig. else. Honey, look at that whistle pig over there. He's so cute. He's so cute. How about that? Sounds like pug of a dog. It's a groundhog. Oh, a whistle pig. <laughs> I think because of maybe the way its teeth are, in its mouth, it's like oh, a whistle. Okay, I don't quite get that, but okay. <laughs> okay, these next two are my quite favorites. Um, okay, Your quite favorites. Yes. Um, One eye pointing towards Leatherwood. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, honey, don't look down. That man's got one eye pointing towards Leatherwood. Uh, A guy looking at your butt? No. No. He's like got one foot in the grave. Mm, No. He's no. looking at a woman and he shouldn't be looking at her? Mm-mm. He got one eye pointing towards Leatherwood. Just the one. Just, just the eight. one eye. <laughs> it He's means so someone has up. like a lazy eye where it's oh. like <laughs> tilted off to the side. <laughs> okay. Really bad. Okay. And the last one is oh Caddy Wampus. <laughs> Oh my god, I've heard this before. <laughs> Honey, look at them pictures. They're all cattywampus. Crooked. Yes! How'd you know that? <laughs> I've heard this before and I don't know where and it's going to bug the <laughs> hell out of me. That made sense though. Cattywampus. I definitely heard that before. That's I don't know crazy. I like that. Well, there you go, Courtney. You got one of five. You are on your way to yes. becoming a true southerner. Ah, look at you. That means That's I have not assimilated with yet. With the guy with the eye? <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got one eye pointing towards Leatherwood. <laughs> oh the first time I heard her say that, I was like, what, what does that possibly mean? Come on. <laughs> you know, he got that one eye. It's point, pointing towards Leatherwood over there. <laughs> is Leatherwood? Is it just I like don't know. Here? I don't know. I, it's just, it's just, you know how it, how it be out here. I do suppose. I thought it was like you know how somebody's got one foot in the door or one foot out the door, like you know they're That's right, no, or they're shriveled up by the. They're sun. confused. They're mixed up. They're you know not he sure what they're going to do. No, he's just got he's that one to- eye. It's pointing <laughs> in the other direction. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. 
Oh my gosh. Now we have to do a podcast after this? I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. She gave me some other, she gave me some, she literally sent me for like a half hour, just like text after text of different ones. I'm like, you you have to be making these up. She's like, no, I swear these are true. That's too funny. So, yeah. I don't know how I knew Caddy Wampus, but I definitely heard it before. So now I got to do it. Well, thank you, Caroline and Heather. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank <laughs> you. I'm not even going to attempt another accent because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> but, oh, here's, uh, well, here's one more. You can kind of figure oh out what it is. Like if someone's backing up, you know, when you want to mm-hmm. keep telling them to keep coming, uh, the phrase is, Mom back. Ho! <laughs> Mom back. Mom back. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> time to do a podcast ladies you ready <laughs> all right so let's get into it let's get to our discussion for today oh my god <sighs> all right so um <laughs> so for those of you who don't know christina kuzmich she is awesome sorry i still got the giggles okay i'm gonna have the giggles for a couple minutes oh, so <laughs> Um, but you guys should definitely check her out. Christina is a comedian. She is a mom. She's a vlogger. She's an author. She recently came out with a book called, um, hold on, but don't hold still. Um, and so she, you, she has a really inspiring story. She, I won't go into the whole thing, but she's an immigrant from Croatia. She came when she was a kid and she's been through divorce, single parenting, um, Did you say she's an immigrant from Korea? Cro- <laughs> Croatia. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, sh- okay. She's um, been through divorce, single parenting, I think poverty, depression, almost homelessness. Um, and she was able to find her way. Um, and she just uses her life story to encourage other people, but she does it in the funniest way. So she's best known for these videos where she uses satire. Like there's one video in particular I'll have to show you guys where she's talking about breastfeeding. <laughs> and in the video, she'll say things like, oh, no, how dare you let me see the tiniest piece of your breast that's completely unacceptable. I can go to the beach in a string bati- bikini, but you cannot in any way, shape or form show me. You need to go sit in the bathroom and breastfeed. But she does the videos in such a serious way. You're like, wait, is she serious? And then people comment like, this is bad. You shouldn't do things like that. And she's like, it's sarcasm, guys. It's a joke. Um, But not – she does a lot of other stuff other than that. But um, those were like the videos that I saw that caught my attention. So anyway, she recently, actually this past week, reposted a video from last year. It was one of her more serious ones. But she went through four quick tips that she says changed her life. And if you commit to it, she challenges you to commit to them for a year. They will change yours. So I am just going to go through each tip and then we can, I guess, talk about them together. Sounds good? Yeah. Good. (laughs) So the first tip that she brings up is stop waiting. And in it, she quickly goes through how there's no good time to do anything. She says, some of you are going to die waiting. Just if there's a dream you have, if there's something you want to accomplish. Um, And she talks about her Wednesday night dinner story. Um, And what that is, is when she was at her lowest point possible, she had, she was living on food stamps. 
Her kids were toddlers sleeping on the floor. She had nothing. Um, She just really wanted to give back. And she used her food stamps to go buy food at the grocery store. And she emailed her friends and she said, if there's anybody right now who is feeling low or lonely or maybe an elderly person who lost a spouse or whatever, just come to my apartment with them and let's have dinner. Let's just not be alone. And she literally took her food stamps and went to the dollar store and got the cheapest stuff she could find, but she really enjoys cooking. So she was able to make this huge meal out of stuff that she got at the dollar store. And she was started second guessing herself, like, you know, nobody's ever going to come. And she said six o'clock rolls around and slowly people started showing up. Some of them were like strangers that her friends, I mean, not like weirdos, like people that her friends sent. And, um, She was able to feed everybody and it became like a tradition where people would just come to her house. And her whole point was like if she had waited for the opportunity to be perfect for her to be able to do something like that, um, she would still be maybe in the place where she was, but she just didn't wait and she took what she had to give back to the people around her. So I want to hear what you guys, what do you think about that and what, uh, what do you think? Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I can take a couple different like stories from this I can think of off the top of my head, but um, I know at least for us getting married, I would talk about it with mom and like, oh, we just want to have enough money first before we get married and this and this and that. She's like, you're never going to have enough money to get married. Like, it's, it's you know, you're never going to have enough money to have a kid. Like, it's never going to happen. You don't have to wait on that. Things will work themselves out. Um, but that was definitely something, a conversation I had with mom. Uh, about those types of things. Like, I just got to wait for this. I got to wait for this. And the more you're waiting, the more you're passing up these opportunities. And the the longer you wait, the more that more people take those opportunities. Someone else is just going to step in line because they're not going to wait anymore. They want to take what's theirs. They want to take the opportunity. And if you're going to wait, someone else is going to snatch it right out in front of you. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. Yeah. I have a few things to say about that too, but I I think for instances like that, yeah, it makes sense. I think when we were talking earlier, I was like, uh, I, I said to you guys, well, like if you're a 16 year old and you want to have a kid now, right? That that's not a practical thing. Um, uh, but as far as if you are older and like Brittany said, you are planning a family, but you're waiting for you to have the perfect job, or you just want to get into the house first, or this, that, and the other thing, it just so much time passes by and maybe the next thing you know, it's, oh, wow, I can't have a kid because I'm too old. I mean, that's the extreme. The other thing I think about when I think of um, stop waiting, I can apply that to the business that we're in right now, which is real estate. So um, Steve and I, we went through a series of trainings for real estate And it became, well, let's just get some hard money lenders lined up. Let's just get a little bit more education under our belt. Let's just learn about the Raleigh-Durham area a little bit more, right? So we're trying to get it or get to the point where we feel comfortable and we don't, we want to minimize the risk. But then I compare us to other, um, real estate colleagues who started at the same time and they have this attitude with, Oh, we're just going to jump right in and we'll learn as we're doing. Right. I think a lot of that also kind of depends on what type of personality you have. Are you risk averse type of thing? So um, 
I think in that instance, you have to use a lot of wisdom because when you do real estate investment, there's money involved there and you don't want to lose yeah. money as you're, as you're investing in something. And the yeah, last thing I want to touch upon is I think of when I was growing up and you guys didn't really experience this. Maybe Nanny had this to a degree. Um, all those uh, women out there uh, who had like the plastic covering on their furniture <laughs> or they had their fine china in their china cabinet. We experienced that. <laughs> Oh, yes. You know, somebody <laughs> definitely had plastic on her couch. Was that not Mama? <laughs> uh, did she? Well, maybe uh, she did. She definitely had a plastic covering, I think, on the table, the dining room table. Or or even to the extreme, I don't know Def- if you guys oh, have yeah. heard these stories where there are some women who actually had area of their, of their house re- – their homes roped off like their dining room or their living room. And you're only using that for a special occasion, right? Or you're only going to open that bottle of wine for a special occasion, whatever it may be. Um, to, to me, I think that's great to a certain degree. And I think a lot of the reasons why people from that era do things like that is because they've worked really hard to attain some of those, you know, your home or that, that fine piece of China or whatever it might be that they won't only want to use it when the time is right. But for me and from my perspective, every day yeah. that you're alive is a, is a time to celebrate. There is no time like the present. That's exactly yeah. right. And even you can do this with working out or a diet. Um, a lot of people are like, I'll, I'll just wait for Monday or I'll just wait for the beginning of the month or, you know, to do to start working out or to start this diet. It's like, no, there's no better day than today. And if it's too late, there's no better day than tomorrow morning. Just do it. The more you put it off, the more you're picking up a habit. And when you put things off like that, whether it's, you know, big, big things like a business or buying a house or getting married and having kids versus starting a workout routine or a routine in general or eating right, anything like that, you're developing a habit of laziness. Every time you put it off, you are, you're developing that habit. And the more you do that, the more it becomes a personality trait and it's going to be harder and harder to break. So just bite the bullet uh, and get it done. Like for today, for example, I did not, I woke up at 630 and I was like, no, let me cuddle for five more minutes. (laughs) And then it was an hour later and I was like, oh my God, like I can't do any of my morning routine. And then it was crazy long day at work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to work out when I get home. And I sat on the couch for a little bit and I was like, oh, this feels really comfortable. I was like, nope, you know what? Get up, get off your butt. No one's going to do it for you. You know, you, you got this goal, just get up and do it. And I did, I got my workout in. It was pretty tough. Um, but I'm proud of myself. I felt so good after doing that. Um, and that the whole like get up off your butt is actually Mel Robbins. She is. Oh my God, a, I was just going to yes. say that. She's a huge TED Talk role? speaker. Yes. Yeah, I actually listened to her on a podcast one time and she said that she got it from, I think, watching a rocket launch and they did five, four, three, two, one, blast off. So she has the five second rule of when you're in that moment of, oh, I can, should I do this or should I just lay here and relax? Give yourself count of five and get up. Just do yep. it. Just go. Yeah, I like that. I love that. (laughs) She says that, um, like, if you have an instinct to act on a goal, you have to physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it. So the moment you feel like you want to do something, just five, four, three, two, one, go do it. Um, Because she says, like, you're never going to feel like it. 
You're never, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're always going to, you know, you, if you're waiting for the right time for you to feel like doing something, it's never going to come. So just don't do hesitate it. and do it. Do Nike. it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, all right. Are you have any, have any comments on the stop waiting? No, I was going to say the five second rule. I was thinking about I'm the sorry, I took rule. it. No, you're fine. I, I didn't get through her whole because she has a book called the five second rule, too. It's not just mm-hmm. a TED talk. And David, my husband, read it and he was using it for a little while. Like, I don't know if he uses it anymore, but he was like so excited about it. He was like, It's so cool. You just five, four, three, two, one, go. And now, whenever I'm like, Oh, I should work out, he'll go five second rule. Okay. But yeah, I already hesitated. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that was what I was going to say about that. Um, all right, do you guys have anything else to add? I do have one more thing. I think I talked about it in a previous podcast, but it was a TikTok that popped up. And it was talking about how uh, when procrastination comes around, he calls it the demon of procrastination. Um, And anytime you feel the presence of the demon of procrastination, you immediately just yell at it. yell at it and be like, be gone, demon, demon, be gone. And I actually did that for a while. I literally would either say it out loud or in my head. I was just like, be gone, be gone. And I, I got up. I was like, Ooh, okay, yeah, it's gone. Here I go. Like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fly now. Um, but it really is. I think it's, it's, it's a mindset thing, especially if we're talking about like the things that you can handle right now that don't really involve like money or, um, investing or things like that, whether it's for me, like my big goals right now says, um, are working out and, um, eating right. So it's more of a, like, like go, go ahead and do it. And I feel like, uh, that mindset though, it took me a while to get into that right mindset. Uh, when I was teaching and I'll come home, that laziness and that procrastination was so easy because I was just so mentally tired and my mindset was not in the right place. But once I got to work on that and got that mindset of no one's going to do this for you, you've got to do it for yourself or someone else is going to step in line and take what it is that you want or, or you're going to look back on this a couple months later and be like, man, I wish I would have just done X, Y, Z. I would be where I want to be. And I, I, for me, I, I finally realized I'm so tired of feeling that way of, of these missed opportunities and these feelings that I have. Let's go ahead and take it head on right now. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's true. This is something I definitely have to put into practice because I am like the queen of excuses. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I mean, a bit, but you know, I got to work on it. Be stronger than so. your excuses. Be stronger. There you go. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So a five second rule. I'm going to try it. Thank you. Mel I like that. I'm going to try that <laughs> one. Moving on to the next point, the next tip rather. Um, mm-hmm. it is number two is don't be a bully. And actually what Christina is referring to here is to not be a bully to yourself that we are our own bullies, which I think is so true. Um, and something that she did in one of her previous videos was she invited a bunch of her friends over and asked them, you know, what the negative things that they feel about themselves. And she said they had no problem saying things like I'm fat or I'm, you know, lazy or I'm not good enough or whatever, all of the negative things that they thought about themselves. And then she had them take out a picture of themselves when they were a little girl. And she said, now I want you to say those same things to that picture. And it immediately brought emotions, obviously, like they were 
very emotional. They couldn't do it. And so she challenges um, in the video that she posted, she challenges everyone to try it, to try to keep a picture. If you're somebody who has, who really struggles with negative self-talk to keep a picture of yourself around like a, a, not a baby, baby picture, but you know, like a picture of when you were a little girl or young boy. Um, and imagine yourself saying those things to that child. And um, she said that you're that same person, you know, even though the age is different, why do you think it would be okay to say that to yourself now if you wouldn't say it to yourself then, right? So um, when I saw that video, it was a different video. Um, I definitely, I got choked up. But what do you guys think about that? <clears throat> Have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, I saw that part of the the um, Facebook post, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It choked me up as well. Um, as far as stop bullying, I I don't really have anything additional to add. I, I think that's actually a great exercise for people who do have low self-esteem um, because I think it's easy for you as an adult to say these things and think these things about yourself. But now if you picture yourself talking to the seven-year-old version of yourself, I think you're going to think twice about saying those things and thinking those things and you know sharing those things with that that seven-year-old self. Um, and you'll start being kinder to yourself, I think. So I do love that she actually did something like that because oftentimes when you have a friend or you know of somebody who's going through a rough time, it's so hard, at least I know for me, to comfort them. As Just being there is one thing, but what are some of the things that you can say that would help them maybe get out of that feeling, right? And I think that is such a great way to do it. So I, I, yeah. I applaud. I yeah, applaud. I love, I love that idea. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow, I, I actually have such a, or had, I, I'm working on it and I think I'm a lot better at it now, but I constantly would just tear myself down. Um, I would just look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, like, look at your skin. You're so fat. You can't even fit into your clothes. What are you worth? You're not doing anything. And I would just, anytime I looked in the mirror for years, would just talk to myself like that. And now that I've gone through, you know, if you, if you've been following us on the podcast, I've worked on my mindset and I've learned to take those negative things, identify why I was saying them to myself and turn them into positive affirmations. And now I actually take the time every single day to look at myself in the mirror and say positive things about myself. And it really has changed a lot because if you're talking to yourself like that, you're you're creating a certain emotion within yourself. And then that is going to impact your entire day. It's going to impact the your ability to accomplish tasks and the um, effectiveness or um, how well you're doing those types of things. And it's going to affect the way that you're talking to other people. And it's going to affect the way even your friends, like you were saying last episode, Courtney, how maybe they are approaching you or don't want to approach you anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I really love that she says that I have a ton of pictures. I always liked, I've always done this. I've always like gotten pictures and made like collages of them. Um, but I've got um, some pictures. I'm definitely going to keep one around and I can certainly see how this would be helpful. I have a, several friends who are pretty negative towards themselves. And I feel like if I can just get a picture of them and be like, okay, now say all these things to this, this little kid right here. They'd be like, oh, it's like, why, what happened that we changed and we started to believe these types of things about ourselves and, and saw it as acceptable. So I love that. Yeah. I love, I love that idea. Yeah. I think I know in, in my um, life experience, 
I just always strive for perfection, even though I know it's not possible. There's no such thing as perfect. There really isn't. But I always strive as close as I could get for things to be perfect. And I'm not just talking about I want a perfect life. I'm saying even if it's I'm cooking a dish, I want it to be like perfect. I want everything to be perfect about it or you know, whatever it is, if I'm working on assignment for work, it's got to be perfection perfect. is so- God's business, Courtney. <laughs> it's the only one, the only perfect one there. But um, no, I just, uh, no, you're fine. Um, but I think that when you're constantly expecting perfection, you're always going to let yourself down. Um, and so I'm not saying lower your expectations, but we talked about it before, like have realistic expectations, set realistic expectations for yourself. Otherwise, you may be setting yourself up for, you know, you know, I always, it's like my, my, my phrase, I say it in every podcast, I think, set yourself up for disaster. I say it in every podcast, go back and listen. <laughs> I've said that phrase in every single one. But when she said, um, don't be a bully and she's talking about to yourself, I was like, I think that's a little much like, you know, I w- I'm not a bully to myself. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, I guess, because if I make myself feel, ju- what does a bully do? A bully is negative. A bully is harsh. A bully is judging, threatening, um, you know, makes you feel undervalued. I'm like, wow, I guess my self-talk is very close to, if not exactly what a bully is. So um, I never thought of it before watching that video that that's what you're doing to yourself is bullying yourself. But um, yeah. it was really insightful, I think. And also, if you're if you're talking to yourself like that, you make it okay for other people to talk to yourself like that, and right. you're less likely to stand up for yourself. And be like, no, I am worth it. I am a hard worker. I am creative. I am strong. And uh, I think it's so important, especially if you find yourself in that realm of talking negatively to yourself, is is to try to find that way to switch it and make it positive, so that you can change whatever future outcomes or opportunities that might present themselves to you. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, Go ahead, Ma. I I wrote down so I won't forget. Go ahead, Court. (laughs) I was just going to say like to, to, to go off of what Brittany was saying, like self-appreciation for me has always been very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I know we talk a lot on the podcast about affirmations, but it's, it can be awkward for me. I'm not really sure why I haven't, you know, dug down deep to figure out why it's awkward, but that's probably um, something I should work on. So go ahead, Ma. I, I just wanted to go off of what Brittany was talking about when she said that she would be staring at herself in the mirror and talking to herself this way, that way, and just saying horrible things. And first of all, I thought, Brittany, you and I are really close. And I never, ever knew that about you. You always come across as somebody who's sure of yourself. Um, You always come out fighting, looking for a fight. Maybe that should have been my clue right there. Um, But you never know what somebody is going through or how they're feeling. You know, you talk, we hear a lot about the comedians who outwardly are these you know, happy-go-lucky people and and make everybody laugh and and deep inside they're really troubled or alone or depressed, you know. So I wanted to say that. And then the other thing is, you know, I look at my other child who's not on this podcast and, you know, the bullying that he does to himself, right? Um, I would just like to show him a picture of himself as a kid and say, hey, 
would you talk to yourself like that? Or what would you say to that seven-year-old boy, right? And think of that seven-year-old boy when you start to have those feelings and start talking to yourself, like, why did I make that happen? Why are you so stupid? What, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So I just, I, I just really felt strongly about adding that, those few points um, to what Brittany had said. Well, thanks for saying that. I'm glad that I put on a facade or have been able to for years to do that. Um, it really was difficult, though. I, I did it yeah. every day, anytime I looked in the mirror. And it's so funny. I thought the same thing. I was like, I got to show Ricky a picture of himself. And I have a ton of little kid pictures yeah. of him that I can show him. And it makes me think, too, like, what if I was staring at a picture of your kids, Courtney? Like, would I say those things to them? Not Do bad. I want this for them? And right. I wonder where along the line we got to that where we got to the point where we just talked down to ourselves and and belittled ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I wonder I wonder where that happened and how it happens. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. And my daughter actually has already um and my and my oldest son too. They say negative things about themselves, but it's more along the lines of like see for Emma I feel like it's <laughs> It's like she an attention said, thing. Well, that one time she's like, I'm a bad girl. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she's, yeah. Like today, uh, they got into some kind of an argument and, uh, uh, you know, the two little ones. And she was like, just go away to him, to Kai. And I was like, Emma, you're supposed to speak kindly. We use kind words. And she was like, that's exactly how I said it. I didn't yell at her. I didn't like. Anything like that. I was like, we have to use kind words when we speak to each other. So she said, I'm the worst sister ever. (laughs) I I said, did I say that? Were those the words I used? No. I said, use kind words. (laughs) I don't know where you got. I'm the worst sister ever from. But that's not what I said. So she, I don't know if that's like her way of, I don't know, if she's just being overly dramatic or if she really believes that. I don't think she really believes that. I just think that's, you know, trying to, she's just trying to make me feel bad for her because she did something wrong. But, um, yeah, so I don't even know where we were going with that, but you should try. <laughs> you should try to get them to start saying affirmations to themselves in the morning, like when they're brushing their teeth, and be like, "I'm beautiful. I'm great. Like I'm a great sister. I'm a great. Like, I don't know. I, I wonder what that would do for them to like say those affirmations. Yeah. They could be like cute little kid ones. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and some of the I think I've talked about this before, but one of the things that David and I always try to do with them is encourage them instead of praising them. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference. So instead of me saying something like, wow, you are the best drawer or painter or colorer, or whatever, those are even words, um, in the <laughs> drawer, drawer sounded awkward. Um, artist? You are the best artist. Thank you. You are the best artist in the whole world. Instead of saying that and putting that on them, because now they're always going to look for that. What does mommy think? What does mommy think? I'll say something like, wow, I love the colors you used in this drawing. It's very beautiful. Or this picture makes me feel happy. Or you should be proud of yourself. This was hard work. So I'm kind of going more on the value of the work she's doing versus her value. Because then I feel like she'll always be looking for that. Then she'll always she'll only yeah. feel satisfied when someone gives her some kind of praise. 
And I don't think that's very healthy. Yes, of course, I'm going to drop a mommy so proud of you. You're the best, you know, once in a while. I'm not saying don't do that, but let that not be the norm because then they look for that and then they only feel successful in something when they have that kind of praise, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why she she is feeling she is the worst sister ever, but we'll work <laughs> on it. <laughs> Aww. Um, right. I love that you're doing that though. That's a, that's a really good take and it makes me think, I mean, everybody was raised that way. Oh, you're the best. Yeah. You know, you're the best artist. Oh my gosh. And maybe it does stem from that of always having that pressure of, okay, you were the best at this and you're not anymore. Now you're a failure. And then just made me bleeds into every area of your life. I'm well, not sure. Yeah. Cause I think it's also not realistic. I mean, we don't, we don't want to, you know, make kids feel terrible about themselves, but the truth is you're not the best artist. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, hey, to me, you are the best right. artist. You can do something like that. Or hey, rather than a general, you are the best artist. It isn't even, I guess, yeah, the, the point of encouragement is to not even label it the best, the worst, to not create any kind of competition at all, to kind of just acknowledge why. Why is this so great? It's great because you did it. It's great because you worked hard. It's great because the colors are beautiful. It's great. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like switching their focus from it being – about them to about you know what they did so they're not finding their value and their worth in in that that makes sense i also like that you brought up the value of the work i think that's a huge thing that is missing um kind of today in in general workforce is you could work way hard like you know me and sally joe and jimmy babe bob bray whatever and the polecat um, the polecat, you know, we got the polecat and the and the whistle pig. We're all together and we're all oh working nine to five. <laughs> the guy with the eye. Oh, Leatherwood, old Billy over here, who I work with, has one eye pointing towards Leatherwood. Leatherwood. He can see he can see you coming before I can. Um, <laughs> but anywho, you know, so say all of us were working nine to five, right? But my work ethic or the things that I'm doing, the things I'm accomplishing, are it's, it's far exceeding anybody else. And there's that whole realm of, um, you know, everyone gets paid the same paycheck, but no one's really kind of um, evaluating you on the value of your work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a like, hey, employee of the month, you did great. You showed up every day. It's there. There's definitely there's gotta be a balance. gray area. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be a balance. And we, I think we just tend to shift one way or the other. Either you're working for a guy who's like a tyrant or you're working for, you know, somebody who's just, e- you know, easy, easy, go lucky, lucky, go easy. What is that? What is that phrase? <laughs> what is it? Easy go lucky. Is that is that a phrase? Happy go lucky. Happy go lucky. Easy go lucky. Easy going. <laughs> happy go lucky. I'm sorry, guys. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I agree with you. We we the value of work is very important, but there's got to be a balance too. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at the same time, though, it while you were explaining how you try to speak to your kids now with encouragement, when you first said that, I was like, wow, I, I have to think now. I was trying to think of things that I can say. It's like, wow, oh, you're the best. Versus, you know, it definitely takes some mind training yeah. to rethink that. And I, if I'm having like a hard time at first, I, I imagine everybody would at some right. point need to kind of rethink how they're doing that. I wonder how, how things would change um, in any area or aspects of our lives if we started valuing the, what is it, the word that you use? Like not just the work, but 
the actions that are being done and the effort they put into the work that they did versus just saying, hey, you're the best. Right. And you're the smartest, you're the prettiest. Some of the things that, yeah, that's that's a big one too. Like anytime she has, I know we're kind of getting a little off topic, but it's important. <laughs> Parents, if you're listening, sorry, we'll, we'll get back to it. But like anytime she puts on makeup or a fancy dress or anything like that, I'll never say like, wow, look at that, your, you, that makeup. You look so beautiful. Because again, I don't want her to start making the association of I need makeup to be beautiful. She, Mommy yeah. doesn't say I'm beautiful when I don't have makeup on. She only says it when I do. And maybe that's an extreme. Maybe not every kid will make that connection. But you guys have never met my daughter. She makes those connections. <laughs> and so instead I'll say, oh, I love the eyeshadow we use. It's so colorful. I'll focus on what I can see. I'll focus mm-hmm. on how it makes me feel. I'll focus on what she had to do to get there. What did she have to do to accomplish this? And those are the kind of things I point out to show, look at all the things you did to get here, you know? Um, But it's not, it's not, um, what's the word? Uh, Intuitive, I guess the right word. Like it's not something that just comes naturally. You have to, like you said, think about what, what am I going to practice it? You have to practice it. And you know, we can do the same things for ourselves. Maybe yeah. I'm not the best, but look at all of the hard work I did to get here. Right. You know? Right. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't have the perfect body that I want yet, or but look at all the what I've accomplished along the way. Look at yeah. what I'm doing. Look at what I've changed. That's actually kind of along the lines of what else we will talk about. So yes. um, do you guys have anything else to add about don't bully yourself? Uh no, I think nah. that covers it. Just don't be a bully. <laughs> don't be a bully. And I think don't be a bully. most of all, <laughs> show compassion. Don't be a bully. Don't be a bully. <laughs> show compassion to yourself is what I think they're trying to get across. Yeah. Yes. So I think we were going to wrap that up. This up, not that. <laughs> we're going to wrap this up for today. <laughs> um, we are going to um, continue next week with the remaining two points that Christina covers in her video. So be sure to tune in for the riveting conclusion of this <laughs> podcast. Riveting. <laughs> riveting. I love riveting. it. Riveting. Riveting conclusion. Uh, definitely make sure you guys tune in next week as we conclude our conversation on the four tips that will change your life. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with us today. Please, please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcasts, as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. Hey, guys, by the way, I've been looking at our rate, our, uh, our <laughs> ratings there. Come on, guys, give us some ratings, please. Um, <laughs> if you love this episode, please share this on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. And if you're not following us on Instagram, what, what are you doing? doing? Please follow us at, so that you can stay up to date on the latest tips, tricks, and short stories that we share. Or please share some love on our Wayward Lasses Facebook community. And don't forget, if there's a topic you'd love for us to cover, email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com. And also, don't forget, we have a website. It's www.waywardlasses.com. We've got bios about us. We've got blogs coming soon. There'll be links to all of the Wayward Lasses gear you can buy there. And you can also access our podcast from the website. Court, you want to sign us out? Absolutely. Thank you guys again for joining us. Your support means the world to us.
until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it real. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. Bye, guys. Bye.